Welcome to Torot Imecha Nachiomi with the OU Women's Initiative. My name is Pamela Rifka Simonson, and today we will be studying Divrei Hayamim Bey's Perak Tess Zion, Chapter 16. As we mentioned last time, based on Malbim, it's in the 16th year of Asa's reign that Basha, who is the king of the kingdom of Yisrael, comes up against Yehuda, the southern kingdom, for war. This is the subject of Posuk 1 here where we learn also that Basha builds Horomah, the Ramah, which Matsudas David says was a high tower opposite the gates of Yerushalayim, so stones could be thrown from it on anyone leaving or coming in. Basha builds the Ramah so that no one can come in or go out from Asa, the king of Yehuda. Malbim says about him building Horomah that Basha built in a way to close the border of his land, to prevent his people from going to Yehuda, having seen that many people from Yisrael had left and gone to Asa's southern kingdom. So, Asa takes silver and gold out from the treasuries of the temple and the king's house, and he sends it to Ben-Hadad, the king of Aram, who is dwelling in Darmesek, with a message saying, Posuk 3, Bris beini uveinecho. There is a covenant between me and you, and between my father and your father. Behold, I have sent you silver and gold. Go break your covenant with Basha, king of Israel, so he will depart from me. Malbim explains that Basha joined with Ben-Hadad to make war with Asa, and they cut a covenant between them, and Asa is afraid because of this. And he sends a message to Ben-Hadad, saying, If the reason for your being joined to Basha is because of the covenant you made with him, don't you and I also have a covenant between us? And our covenant is stronger, because it was also between your father and my father, which was not the case with Basha's father, who was a layperson. And if it's because he promised you silver and gold, behold, I have sent you silver and gold. And if so, go break your covenant with Basha. I'm not requesting help from you, just that you don't help my enemy. By himself, he will depart from me, because he alone will not fight against me. Posok 4. Vayishma ben Hadad el hamelech asa. Vayishlach es sorry hachayolim asherloi. El ore Yisrael. And Ben-Hadad listened to King Asa, and he sent the officers of his army to the cities of Yisrael, and they struck Ion and Don and Ovelmayim, and all the storage cities of Naphtali. Basha hears about this and stops building the Ramah, and he refrains from his work. And King Asa takes all Yehuda, and they carry the stones and wood of the Ramah that Basha built, and with them Asa builds Geva and Mitzpah. Let's just fill in some details here. According to Malbim, Ben-Hadad's soldiers were already there to help Basha, so he only needed to send the officers now to go to command the soldiers to strike Basha. Basha stopped building the Ramah, and he also refrained from working on other things he was doing against Asa. 
and Asa builds fortifications with the stones and wood. Continuing in the storyline, Hanani the seer then comes to King Asa and says, Psukim 7 to 9, because of your reliance on the king of Aram and you not being reliant on Hashem your God, therefore the army of the king of Aram has escaped from your hand. Were not the Kushim and the Luvim, also of Kushite origin according to Mitzvah David, were not the Kushim and the Luvim a great army with very many chariots and horsemen? And with your relying on Hashem, he gave them into your hand. Ki Hashem, because Hashem, a nov His eyes roam the whole earth to strengthen those whose heart is whole toward him. Metzuras David says their heart being whole toward him means trusting Hashem. Continuing in the Pasuk, Hanani speaking to Asa, Niskalta al you have acted foolishly about this. Ki yesh because from now you will have wars. Malbim comments that Hanani is telling Asa, the army of Aram coming towards you with Basha was from Hashem in order to give them into your hand. If you would have relied on Hashem, you would have conquered the army of Aram. But because you relied on help from an enemy, they escaped from your hand. Why were you afraid? If it's because there were two kings, wasn't it the case that in the war with Zerach, king of the Cushites, there were the Cushim and the Levim, both great nations? And if the fear is because he has a great army, were they not also a great army? What is the relevance of the army being great and the chariots and the horsemen? With all this, through relying on Hashem, they would have been given into your hand. And if you say, because of what did Hashem bring these two kings upon you? The answer is that it was Hashgacha, Hashem's providence, one, to test whether your heart is whole, trusting him, as Pamatsudas David, and two, in order that if your heart is whole to him, he will strengthen you, he would strengthen you to make great nations fall before you. You didn't understand this. Until now, there was no war for you because Hashem didn't bring them for war with you. Rather, he made them fall under you. But from now that Hashem has left you to the hands of nature, there will be wars with you. Now that they have not trusted Hashem, they will have wars and they will no longer have help with them from Hashem like they were helped by him previously, as Ralbag comments. Posuk 10, Asa becomes angry with the seer, and he places him in prison, because he is with anger with him about this. This bit should become clearer later. And Asa crushes some of the people at this time. Hanani is referred to in the Pesukim as a roya, a seer, Malbim explains that this seer didn't speak words to Asa in the way of prophecy or in the name of Hashem, only in the way of rebuke from the perspective of intellect and faith. Therefore, he is called a roya. There's a difference between a roya and a chayzer, also a word meaning a seer. But in Hebrew, a chayzer sees divine matters in a vision. The fact that he is called a roya here is significant 
because it explains Asa's anger. If Hanani would have said this to him pleasantly and with respect, Asa would not have been angry with him. But he was angry that the Raya Sia, because he was angry with him about this, meaning the Sia said it to him with anger and despair with the king. Some of Asa's people side with Hanani against the king, and this is why Asha crushes some of the people at this time. Pasuk 11, the Hine divrei Asa harishainim v'ha'acharainim, hinam kasuvim al-sefer ha-melochim li-yohoda v'yisrael. And behold, the matters of Asa, the earlier and the later ones, they are written in the book of the kings of Yehuda and Yisrael. Pasuk 12 tells us that in the 39th year of his reign, Asa becomes very sick with an illness that begins in his legs and spreads upwards. He does not seek Hashem, but physicians. Posuk 13, Vayishkav Asa im Avesov, Vayomas bishnas arboim v'achas lemalchi. And Asa lay with his forefathers. And he died in the 41st year of his reign. 14, Vayik beruhu v'kivreisov asher karolay b'ir David, Vayashkivuhu b'amishkov, Asher milei b'somim uznim, merukachim b'merukachas ma'aseh, b'yisrefulei serefa gadoila ad limoid. And they buried him in his graves that he had dug for himself in the city of David, and they lay him on a couch which he had filled with spices and various types mixed by the perfumer's art. And they kindled an exceedingly great fire for him. Matsudas David explains that it was the dumb thing at the time to burn a king's bed and other items when he died. Perhaps in line with a strong message sown through this parak, we may want to spend a little time thinking about an area in our lives where we could apply a little more trust in Hashem. And how practically we could go about working on deepening our trust in Hashem, the one who is most faithful, most trustworthy. Thank you for studying together, Lelui Nishmas, Rose Foreman, Rachel Rachelbas Arya Leib, and Rachel Zeitlin, Rachelbas Schlemer.